And I think our D-line, the reason we were so talented is because we had a coach that had done that himself. Like it's extremely difficult to teach the art of pass rush and the art of defensive line if you are not a master of it yourself. And uh, you know, D-line, in my mind, it's a lot like a martial art. Mm. You know, there's levels, there's belts. And when you learn from someone, you learn from a sensei, right? You usually learn from a black belt. So someone who has taken that time, put in those years, and really mastered that craft and performed at that level. And there's not a lot of D-line coaches out there that are at that level. There's a lot of guys that like to talk the talk. Mm. They like to scream when they do drills. They like to be loud and obnoxious just to just to look the look, but they're not walking the walk. And we're lucky to have a guy like Dion Barnes that has walked that walk and is able to transition that into his young athletes. What's up, everybody? If you are a college football fan like me, if you know a college football fan that's in your life, you need to go cop this shirt. New designs dropping all the time. It's the perfect gift with the holiday season coming around. If you don't have this thing, you're missing out. Great material, great fabric. I wear it all the time. Go get yours today. What's going on, folks? Back again. Got my guy B-Bell. Another episode of The Pocket, and I think we've officially hit the lull. Uh, Got about an inch and a half of snow. It's icy. It's cold. (laughs) Um... And we're, we're plugging through this. And I, I kind of misspoke previously. I talked about wanting to do draft prep, got a little bit ahead of myself, realized that the draft's not till April. <laughs> we'll bring that to you guys in March. And uh, I think we're going to kick this offseason off with a little bit of position group breakdown analysis grades. Um, I think that's – I don't want to speak for you, B, but I think that's probably the best path forward, yeah? Yeah, no, definitely. It's, uh, that's what we're going to do moving forward next few weeks here. You know, dive into each position group, as you just said. You know, talk about the guys. Preview the past season. I know we said we put 23 behind us, but, you know, preview the past season. Um, going to the next season, what we have coming in. Transfer portal, things are always getting mixed up. What we're hearing on the, you know, the streets. Spring ball is coming up as well. So, yeah. Dive into each position and kind of give you guys our, you know, our analysis on what's going on with the squad leading up to this uh, big 24 season. I mean, I feel like I know we talked about, you know, kind of holding off on all expectations opposite of what, you know, the fans that we all did last year after the bowl game. But you almost can't help but like it's just it's just building up already. I feel like, you know what I mean? You got to fill a void somehow, right? And it's like, <laughs> I think I think for us, it's going to be, obviously we're going to reflect on 23 with these guys' performances, some things that we're going to highlight. But to your point, I think it's more so some soft projections to what we can expect. And then <clears throat> the one thing that we haven't accounted for is the fact that there is spring ball, there is training camp, and a lot of stuff can shake out then, you know, as, as, as you and I both know. You know, guys, some surprises end up popping yeah. up, you know, yeah. things like that. So... Just keeping our, keeping our ears to the to the uh, to the pavement, as you said, and and seeing what seeing what could shake up for us as maybe some surprises and whatnot. Yeah, I think uh, you know I'm definitely paying attention to a lot of these comp- uh, excuse me competitive battles, uh, position battles, competition going on throughout the squad because that's another little tidbit that you know 
I've seen it. We've seen it happen with the you know amount of talent that we're recruiting and the uh, transfer portals coming in. But I think that's another part that we can expound on. Just as we know, that builds the best product. You know, the competition in every single position. That's every single position. Um, so looking forward to seeing that develop as well. And hopefully, guys buy into that and just sharpen. You know, sharpen the sword. Iron sharpens iron. So yeah. To that. Um. We're going to be joined by Rob Windsor, who's been on this channel. We're going to start with the D-line group because there's been some noise with Devon Elise coming back, a few other, few other names. Um, that's, that's going to be good. But uh, before we get to that, dude, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about some of this NFL stuff because um, we, we're represented pretty well. I'm looking at these matchups, man, and we, yeah. got, you know, we got Ryan Bates, Connor McGovern. I'm probably missing a few guys with the Bills, the Chiefs. We got Donnie. Just off the top of my head, Smith, Packers, you know, Cliff, Niners. Is, K- is KG still there, Kevin Givens? I think he is. Yeah, yeah, should be. Far so, KG, time. you know, I'm probably, again, I'm still probably missing some guys. Oh, uh, um, who's my safety? Jair. Jair. Jair Brown. Jair Brown. guy, Jair Brown. Um, loved his game a lot at Penn State, actually, you know. Good, I'd say, rangy guy, can kind of do it all. Not the biggest, not necessarily the fastest, but I know they like him a lot. I think he landed in a perfect situation out there in San Fran. No, I had to step up big with uh, Mufanga going down, you know, pro bowler himself. Guy uh, did his ACL this year, but I like Jair a lot, man. Look forward to seeing him make some plays in these playoffs. They got Green Bay coming in, right? Yep, yep, they got Green Bay. Shoot, I I almost wanted to say this publicly or on Twitter X or whatever, but watching Green Bay play Jordan Love and those guys, young guy Gold Melton, receiver is a kid I know, grew up with uh, his older brother. Watch his game develop down in uh, my part of town in Jersey, Cedar Creek, Egg Harbor City. Uh, shout out to you guys, but Green Bay's moving right now. I kind of like what I'm seeing so far, bro. They're dangerous, man. Jordan Love's been playing exceptionally well. I, d- I did him on my dime of the week, yes. uh, and uh, it's just it's so cool to see how the Packers have developed quarterbacks mm-hmm. over the years. Um, and it, it it also is funny just watching Jordan when he came into the league, like his footwork, how he threw the football, mm-hmm. and then just just the few seasons he had with Aaron, like how much his game has started <laughs> to resemble what Aaron does, and. Yeah. Uh, they they do a good job of it, and then yeah. you know, Cliff, the, too man got a few snaps against uh, Dallas before it got a little shaky. <laughs> no, doubt, no doubt, you know, hey, you got to get your feet wet some ways. He's got a little bit of burn this year, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. which is good. Is it is it fair? I, once again, I said I, I wanted to tweet this out. Once again, the expectations for Penn State it always comes back to Penn State somehow. Watching Jordan Love, as you said, dangerous right now. That team is picking up squad. They're kind of following his lead with his confidence going in. Is it fair to want or expect that type of jump for our guy, 15 and Drew, in our offense, going into his second year under the helm, truly? I know it's not his second year playing, but similar to a Jordan Love situation. Um, Is it fair? Because that's what I want. I want to see him. What would you say? Yeah, I I mean, I think – Nothing's fair in life, dude. Like, let's just let's just scratch that. Like, nothing's fair. Like, all the expectations and stuff like that's earned or, or or 
brought upon for some reason. Yeah. And I, I'm always really careful because I've said this a gazillion times. Like I really do think the quarterback position is the most dependent position in sports. Oh, yeah. So oh, many yeah. factors that go into it. Right. And like certain jumps can be expected. Like, People expecting Bryce Young to go out there and win 10 games with that roster in Carolina is asking. He's a great player, great talent, but it's just not going to happen. And you've seen that happen over and over and over again throughout the years. You know, David Carr, for example, was the next best thing. He goes to Houston, gets the shit kicked out of him for five years. And like, you just can't, some things you can't overcome. No matter yeah. how talented you are, um, situation you know, think, is very important, right? And I think, fortunately for Drew, um, you know, even different from my situation when I was up there, you know, fortunately for Drew, there's a lot of consistency still around him, and there's been some upgrades in some areas, or not upgrades, but some bonuses in some areas with with Julian Fleming coming, and now you got Nolan yeah. Rucci, you're losing Olu, so you get another uh, potential, um, you know, big, big, big frame draftable, you know, depends athletic, how he, how he comes in and and fits into the fold in the O line, but you got, you got someone on the backside there that that's going to be able to get the job done. So, you know, for Drew, like, yeah, I mean, I think it is fair. I think it is fair to expect a jump. I think he's, I think he did learn a lot and how he approaches this off season, kind of going back to your point of competition, you know, when you watch Bo play all year and, and the spark that he brought, like, I think that there is going to be, you know, a little bit of a push with Bo in the back end, especially new offensive coordinator. It's a clean slate with everybody. Like you got to earn, yeah. you earn your your stripes, some way, shape, or form. And obviously, I think Drew's earned the the chance, like earned the number one spot heading into right. training camp and spring ball. But you know, it, it's going to sh- iron sharpen iron type of mentality, and I hope it brings the best out of him. But yeah, I mean, I think I think he does need to jump, and and I think everybody needs to jump, right? Like ultimately, everyone, yeah. You know, we're sitting here talking about it, like, and I think Drew plays a part in that in bringing everyone else along with him. Um, and that's that's all part of the maturation process. And I think the benefit is, again, as I've said, they got they got a chance to kind of just work in the shadows with some low expectations. There's a lot of other noise going on around around yeah. the conference. So, yeah, I know that's long winded, but I think that I hope. That's <laughs> no, 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 for sure. I mean. Like I said, just watching the NFL games this past week, you know, once again, going back to the Packers, they've got some good momentum going into a very dominant San Francisco squad who's, you know, been operating as a well-oiled machine all season. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's kind of how they operate over there. Shanahan got those guys, you know, moving the right way, operating the right way. Um, So it's exciting to watch. And, I mean, what else we have? We had Tampa, Philly. I know our PA region, a lot of Philly folks – very disappointed in how it shook it shook out towards the end there, but you know, in my opinion, I think everyone had last season stuck in their head. And this is once again back to Penn State. It all parallels. Every season is different. And for the Philly fans, we got my boys in the group chats going crazy, arguing with each other. I got Philly fans in my friend group, Cowboy fans, and a strange Rams fan. And they're going at it, barking with each other. You know how it goes. But no, I think Philly, Philly had their mind on last year, and it, they were not as – they simply weren't as good. That squad was not as good. Yeah, people Blue, talk Blue, about Blue, like, being 10-1, and one, but when you watch their 10-1 and one wins, like they very easily could have been 500 yeah. in a lot of those games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and I'm – 
I was talking about this with, with my dad actually earlier today. It's just like, it's one of those things where the football, or it was my brother, but the football gods were in their favor for the first yeah. half of the season. Like there was things that bounced their way. And, you know, I just don't think they ever really truly ad- addressed the issues at yeah. their, at their core. And it caught up to them in the last half. And it was, you know, it's tough. And it's going to be, it's going to be interesting too, when Jalen's contract starts kicking in, you know, Travis or uh, Jason, Jason Kelsey, obviously retiring. Yeah. He's, one of the best. He's the best, if not one of the best, to ever do it at that position. He's just a solid guy all around. It's going to be a big void in the locker room too that I don't yeah. think a lot of people yeah. are at least talking about right now. And you know, I being now planted down here in South Jersey and haven't had the opportunity to be in that building for a little bit. Got some folks that I'm really tight with that are in the front office there and whatnot. You know, it's I, I secretly, quietly hope that they do well. Um, oh yeah. But it is tough when, when the expectations are where they are, and you know you're right. a team that's ten and one, and then you know when it when 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 shit really hits the fan, it just turns into a mess. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you can't help but be a fan. I mean, down here, I've said it since I was a kid. I never drank the Eagles juice growing up down here, but living out here, twenty minutes outside the city, it's fun. The energy's good when that ball is rolling over there. Uh, so obviously, when they're down. The energy of the city, the area is kind of, you know, it's, it's down. Like you said, it's cold now. It's snowing. Everyone's a little bit more grumpier coming off of that, that game. Uh, but, yeah, rooting for, the, rooting for the birds for sure. I mean, they lost, they lost. I just think they lost way too much from the staff and player from players from last season. Yeah. Didn't necessarily address it. But, you know, they'll be right back, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like, the overreaction, too, about Sirianni, like, yeah, I hate that. We were just coaching the Super Bowl last year. Obviously, not what everyone expected, but that's like that's also the pulse and like the knee jerk reaction of media right. nowadays too. You know, like everyone wants to call for heads. It's like, dude, let's just pump our brakes here. Right. They still have a very very solid roster. Um, there may have to, you know, Howie may have his hands full with shuffling some things around heading into this year, but you know, I, I'm sure he'll be able to get that done. But yeah. Bucks got the Lions. You know, we got yeah. our guy God Godwin, Chris. Chris had himself a touchdown. Ryan um, Cabinda. Cabinda over there with Detroit. I'm just such a – I'm just, I've, I've said it before when we had Cabinda on. I'm such a Dan Campbell fan, man. Like, I <laughs> around up there, I feel like those those fans are loyal. Like, they're everything that's good about Philly fans and, like, nothing that's bad about Philly fans. You know what I'm right. saying? And it's just like to see them finally get something – you know, you saw Eminem with his little clip talking about yeah. Stafford. You know, I rap for you when you were with the Rams. Like, let us have this one. Let us have this right, one. Right. It's you never see that from Meek Mill or anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, once you're gone, you're dead to Philly, man. Yeah, I know, but it's good to see them. And then, dude, see, you're talking about quarterbacks playing their ass off. I mean, C.J. Stroud and, <sighs> and, and the Texans. You know, that's that's a hell of a story. And then the Ravens, obviously. You know, yeah. Lamar. You know, I'm, I'm always weary about the first round bye, man. Compared to the teams that got the got the train, you know, going a little bit. Momentum uh, confidence, dude. Yeah, momentum, man. It, that'd be interesting. Houston, once Houston, like Green Bay, they're following their guy at the quarterback position. You see the confidence, the energy. Same with Detroit. I mean, Jared Goff got knocked his dang near his whole career, whether it's in the draft. People didn't necessarily believe he was worthy. Got traded, thought his career was going to wash away in Detroit. And to you, as you mentioned, Dan Campbell, 
I think he vitalized every every part of that city, that state. And Jared Goff is playing like a madman. And Ben Johnson, OC man, people are talking about him. I think he'll be able to get any job he wants coming off of this season, any head coach job, if he decides to, uh, you know, step into that realm, which yeah. I mean, seems like he is. These guys are – I think this this next round of playoff football is going to be some of the best. You know, if you're really watching it, kind of how we see it, the game, it'll be it'll be top-notch for yeah, sure. Yeah, it always kind of filters out that way. But it, it is – I mean, it's going to be cool. And like I said, we're well-represented, so I always enjoy watching some of our guys. Um, who you got winning it all, B? Man, it's tough this year. We didn't mention uh, KC. It's – I feel like – the teams that have the most momentum are the underdogs, like we said, Houston, Detroit. I mean, the, Detroit. Bills, are, the Bills are rolling too. I, I mean, care about Jared Allen, the Bills. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just said Jared Allen. Um, Josh. Yeah, Josh. That's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough, man. If I had to pick one squad, I mean, San Fran. They've looked the best all season. I'm worried about this this bye week, but. It's, it's tough to not go with those guys and how they've operated. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the Ravens and Lamar, it's it's tough. I'll, I'll, I'll go on a limb and say San Fran. I like Debo. I like what these guys got going on. Yeah. I think, I think it would be tough to not, not give it to them. But, I, I mean, dude, like – the Bucks looked really, uh, you know, it, it's – Yeah, dude. I mean, Baker. We didn't even talk about Baker. The Bucks. Yeah, Baker's confidence through the roof. Okay. I saw a meme that it was like the epitome of moving to Florida and your life changing. Yeah. There's a picture of Baker in Cleveland with his stash after a postgame, pale as a ghost. And then he's walking into the stadium down in Tampa with, the, you know, the, the button-up tropical shirt, full beard, like he's thriving down there in Bye, Florida. Vibe, <laughs> It's, it's going to be some good football. I'm looking forward to it. Like you said, we're well represented. Penn State name is everywhere. We're going to you know, hopefully get some of these guys postseason tap into the show. I oh, know yeah. they pay attention. Um, it'll be fun to watch, man. It's always it's always about the blue and white. Always. <laughs> With that, um, let's transition over to our, to our position recap. You know, it's a group that admittedly I was, I was tough on. Heading into the heading into the season, um, more so from a structure standpoint, like how they were built, um, less about how they played, and they came out and I think played bigger and better um, than I really expected, and uh, I think they really were an anchor. You know, you look at it; they had twenty three and a half sacks, give or take a few, as a group. Um, the athleticism was on display. The depth really was on display as well, especially with Chop being banged up the latter half of the year. You know, you saw some guys step up and make some plays for us. And, um, you know, for for me looking at it and evaluating it as a whole, I think the inefficiencies in terms of like a little bit too much depth, not necessarily super, super gap sound all the time and, and playing super fast like you've talked about. I'm sure I'm, I'm just kind of painting the picture here and I'm going to let you dive into it because it's your side and your expertise. I never put my hand in the dirt since I was <laughs> 10. I played the end a little bit when I was 10. Okay, okay. It was a fiend. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little pin the ears back and go get them. But uh, I haven't touched it since. But, um, <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I was blown away. I'm, I, I think my guy Dion, our guy Dion, did a fantastic job. Uh, Want to give him a big tip of the cap, just just from a technician standpoint, getting those guys yeah. in positions to be successful, correcting some early mistakes that we saw in, earlier in the year, and them really not showing up a bunch on tape towards the latter half of the year. And again, those guys being a force. I mean, even the Michigan game, uh, they completely transitioned the tone of how Michigan attacked that football game by pinning their ears back, not giving JJ much time to breathe. Yeah. Nine times, dude, you know, so it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how these guys continue to develop this off season. And I think the projection for me, especially with guys like Devon Elise coming back and a few others, like you're going to have some core guys in that room that are going to be great for the the movement forward and the, and the development forward of especially some of these younger guys that may or may not have gotten some run. And I just think it's going to continue to get more and more dangerous, especially with the way we recruit that room. Yeah. 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 I mean, I got a few points going back to what you said. I mean, even you were, you know, slightly critical of the, at least the interior D line yeah. top of the season with, I mean, which, I mean, you had the right to be in a way, you know, as we've talked about before, it wasn't necessarily the structure wasn't the same as how we've been used to interior D linemen at Penn State, which is fair, right? Uh, even just going back to last year, I mean, just size wise and things we've talked about, we won't go back, but it brings an interesting, you know, question to me because what Manny brought to the table with the scheme and what allowed those guys to use that athleticism that we talk about to benefit their skill set. Obviously, yeah. he stepped away. Coach Allen now, what is his kind of deal gonna, going to be? Will that fit the structure that we currently have in at least the interior D-line, right, to your point? And that, you know, could raise some some eyebrows, some questions of how we will, you know, benefit from whatever this new kind of defensive scheme or mindset is, you know. Um, where I was like, you know, Manny was attack, attack, attack. Guys didn't even have to really – think about taking on double teams and things of that nature as much, uh, which obviously is more suited for the bigger, bulkier guys to eat up, you know, offensive linemen. So that that is something I'm going to pay attention to. Obviously, if spring ball gets rolling, we see what they're kind of rolling out there with. Um, that's something to pay attention to. And then going back to your point with Dion, I mean, ultimately, I'm not too worried because I do believe in our guy Dion, right? And – I think part of what goes and most of what goes into it, once again, is the mentality. Outside of everything, outside of the scheme, height, weight, I know Dion's going to bring that mentality and instill that in the guys to, like, yo, nothing matters but what we got to do. Hand in the dirt, get after their ass, down in and down out every single time, like relentless mentality. I know he brings that, so... Whoever's out lines up out there, like you said, we got uh, Elias and Beeman coming back. I mean, that's big time for the interior. But on the outside, you know, two really good guys stepped away, uh, moving on to the next level. And how are we going to reload that position that we want to do? We want to reload. We want to be like the top dogs across the country. They don't reset. They don't, you know, re-recruit. They just reload. Yeah. New set of guys rolling out there, firing off just as fast as the last set. So, I believe in Dion. It'll be uh, fun to watch. Like I said, that's a competition that I'm going to be paying attention to. Who's going to earn those starter snaps on the edge? Because there's a lot of names out there with, you know, some obviously have way more experience. Sutton is primed to, I think, become a, another first-round edge pick. Um, 
I mean, dude, he looks the part. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> big time, big time looks the part and played the part. Um, you yeah, know, if I remember sure. correctly, um, that Michigan game, he really. Oh yeah. He really. He yeah, he popped to me in that Michigan game. Um, you know, a couple TFLs, uh, yeah. sack, and and he looked. He really did look the part, and that goes back to the depth conversation. Now, right. the, one thing, the one thing I want to elaborate on that, that you brought up, and I think is is a big point, is again, and I know we're kind of blending two worlds here with the coaching staff and and the players. Mm-hmm. We're trying to evaluate this, but I think it's really key, and I don't want it to be brushed over. Is you talked about a phrase I like to use, like styles make fights and like how we leverage what we have from a personnel standpoint. And again, not, not um, necessarily like hard, like the actual measurables of these people and the size and length and all these things and putting them in positions to be successful. And I want you to elaborate on this and correct me if I'm wrong you believe that our personnel still fits an attacking style of defense, not necessarily like the bend don't break. Let's play super sound quarters. We have guys like Daquan Jones and Austin Johnson who can sit there, hold a double team and let your linebackers go make plays. Right. You're, you're, you're leaning more towards of like, we still need to pin our ears back and be aggressive because that's what our personnel dictates. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I would definitely agree with that standpoint. I mean, one, it'll benefit the guys that are returning. That's what they've been accustomed to the last two years. And two, like you said, it just fits their, you know, the scheme of what their athleticism is kind of built upon on. Even we've been meant talking about the interior guys, but the edge guys, like we talk about uh, now Sutton, I think he has the, we talk about his body type. He can kind of oh. do, he, <laughs> he can he's go a, anywhere. He's, a, he's, he's, he's an avatar, dude. Like yeah. he's long, rangy, athletic, can bend like the whole nine. Yeah, yeah, he can line up anywhere. I can see him line up. They really wanted to get freaky with it and inside on third, maybe intermediate, longer downs, and things of that nature to really uh, maybe get off, to, get after some edge inside guys. But looking at the other edge guys coming up, Jamil Lyons is a freshman. Uh, I liked him a lot. I think that's the Philly kid I mentioned. Amir, I'm in Vanover. Has been there a few years. He's more of a lank, lanky kind of edge guy not I don't think too much bulk to him once again that's kind of the you know the underlying thing here not too much you know I guess weight to these guys Ryan Fisher's got a lot of tick out there he's kind of a bulkier guy less kind of um explosive kind of lanky guy but he's got some size to him and then I mean then there's a room for opportunity you know see what guy you know the younger guys coming in so once again to your point it definitely benefit from that fast-paced attack, attack, attack uh, style that Manny brought. We'll see what kind of what uh, rolls over into this defense this year. But I want to get your thoughts on this, too, because this, this, this crossed my mind as you were talking. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because I'm blurring some lines here with this, but um, do you see a world with depth – now, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I'm blurring lines. I'm kind of going into your realm here, and we're going to do an episode on on this group as well. But the linebackers helping to where now I think we can start using Abdul Carter in ways from a rush perspective, almost like a Micah Parsons. That, I think, is a wild card, and I definitely think it's something in Tom Allen, in the back of Tom Allen's head is like, 
who from a younger guy perspective at the linebacker position can we bring along fast enough who may like a Tony Rojas who got some reps get some guys in there who can who can now fill that void and now we can really start using Abdul with his strengths which I think again are pin your ears back and go get that guy and you start moving him around with some of those other pieces like Danny Sutton like yeah that's a whole new ball yeah. of wax when it comes to as a quarterback trying to figure out if I got if I got Sutton and Abdul Carter on the edge on the right and then I got, you know, two other guys over here, like protecting all this and they're athletic enough to not necessarily be like structurally sound and it's third right. and nine. like I'm like, how the hell are we gonna pick this up? Because I know I gotta dedicate probably more than two or three guys to that side of the line. Right. Excuse me with only a certain amount of guys for this. That's a whole new ball of wax that I that I think is gonna be really interesting to see how that all meshes this offseason. Um and again, not trying to blur the lines too much, but right, specifically. Right. D line this no man. I think it can be a wild card for this D line group. No, that makes all the sense in the world. I mean, we talk about the two edge guys that we're losing this um this coming off season moving on to NFL. I mean, that makes all the sense in the world. Especially when I think Abdul's skill set it probably I think him and Mike are obviously totally different players. I know the comparisons are always talked about. Micah came in out of high school as a rush edge guy. Kind of bumped him back to stack, let him figure things out. But ultimately, as we see now, I mean, he's hand in the dirt, whatever you want to call it. Bro, just go forward. Go this way towards the quarterback. Where Abdul, I think he leans a little bit more to that side, maybe 60%. But the 40, he can also, can I say it all the time, he can affect all three levels of the defense as well. So they can definitely get get really kind of, you know, in-depth with what they can do with Abdul Carter. And as you said, I mean, with – Kobe King, I believe, is coming back. I'm not sure if there's an official statement yet. Solidify that Mike spot. Another year running the show. He should be, you know, learn, know everything like the back of his hand, right? And then alongside of him, I mean, you said it. The um, Rojas kid, Dom DeLuca, I'm a big fan of too. And um, uh, what's his name? Oh, Keon Wiley. Keon Wiley. I mean, another guy I've noticed all these guys get some good tick out there this past season. So once again, competition, who's going to earn those snaps to be on the field. Who's going to gain that trust of coach Allen and uh, these guys to really earn those snaps because, you know, once again, like I said about the Eagles and last year was last year. It's cool. You were out there as a freshman, but are you going to grasp what we're trying to do now? And I think, that will be a big thing to pay attention to because I believe they would like to do exactly what you said. Get get um get Abdul kind of going this way. We've seen the the rush packages he's used, stunts. He looks very 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 natural getting after the quarterback at closing speed. A little bit more bulkier than Micah was. Micah was kind of like a cheetah out there. I mean, you hear guys talk about him now. The O lineman in the league talk about him now. He's just so much you know slender than the average DN. It's like you can't even get. That. Yeah, the, the, like the surface is not really there. Obviously, then he gets skinny and he's fast as the lightning. Hey, he's, that's, that's, we can get to talk about Micah different that way. Yeah. We got to get Micah on here too, speaking yeah. of. Yeah. Um, but no, Abdul, man, uh, that'll be fun to watch. That'll be fun. I think he'd like that. I mean, I know the kid has NFL aspirations, and what better, better way to get paid than getting after the quarterback? So. Those guys, I know Dion would like it too. Yeah, those guys are getting money now, bro. Um, shoot. Anyway, so um, but like I like I mentioned, we got Rob Windsor coming in here. 
he's he's gonna he's gonna dive a little bit more in depth, maybe on the technical side. We'll see what happens, but he's gonna dive a little bit more in depth, give his opinion on how how his group uh, has played and and what to look forward to next year. So. Uh, without further ado, Rob Windsor. I think the most important thing, too, with D-line play is, uh, you know, it's it's a technical position. You need to be technically sound, right? We don't need to read. We need to react. And we don't have the space to read, right? Like, I remember, you know, playing with you. You were behind me. You know, I was I was jamming up them old linemen, making big holes for you to go on field, and you would go hit that gap. But, like, D-line, we don't, we don't get the luxury of that. We don't get the space. It's that right. ball is snapped. And I have trained and perfected my craft. It's like a program I'm running in my brain. And is my program going to beat the man across from me? Is it going to beat his program? And I think our D-line, the reason we were so talented is because we had a coach that had done that himself. Like, it's extremely difficult to teach the art of pass rush and the art of defensive line if you are not a master of it yourself. And, uh, you know, D-line, in my mind, is a lot like a martial art. You know, there's levels, there's belts. And when you learn from someone, you learn from a sensei, right? You usually learn from a black belt. So someone who has taken that time, put in those years, and really mastered that craft and performed at that level. And there's not a lot of D-line coaches out there that are at that level. There's a lot of guys that like to talk the talk. They like to scream when they do drills. They like to be loud and obnoxious just to, just to look the look, but they're not walking the walk. And we're lucky to have a guy like Dion Barnes that has walked that walk and is able to transition that into his young athletes. No, so that's something very special. That's something very special. 100%, 100%. My vote of confidence in Dion from day one has been very high. I mean, I always said that's the best move hiring Penn State could have done, given, uh, as you said, uh, a warrior that's been through it, but a young guy at the time giving him a shot to, like, you know, take control of that of that room and and I know for the foreseeable future it's going to be you know a bright spot on this team so Rob yeah as you just said you know you've walked the walk you've been a Penn State D lineman interior D lineman those guys mm-hmm. caught some slack earlier in the season but I kind of just want to pick your brain what's it like you know what's the pressure like being an interior D lineman at Penn State you've you've done it you know high expectations as guys before you that mm-hmm. high level uh so what's it what's it like it's, it's massive. It's massive, and it's, it's rewarding, too. And the, the closest thing I can compare it to is, is war itself, right? Yeah. So a lot of people come out here and they say football is just a game. And you and me both know that's not true. Anyone who plays that game wears his helmet, bleeds blue and white. It's, it's an act of war, everything about it. You know, we, we, we come up with a game plan a week ahead of time. Um, you know, we meet at the battlefield. You know, they used to, and back in the day, there used to be war drums, but we had the band playing. Yeah. We meet in the Coliseum, 110,000 people are yelling. And, uh, you know, that's how I see football is war. And, and when I take that field with my brothers, I'm coming for blood. Mm. And, and that's what it takes. I'm a one technique. I have two grown men, 300 pounds plus, that ball snap. They're trying to take my life, and I'm trying to take theirs. And if that's not the mentality these D linemen have, then they're not real D linemen. Mm. I have I have the scars on my body to prove it, and uh, you know it's a it's a killer it's a grown man sport as Ray Lewis says a grown man sport. Ross, <laughs> when, uh, when you say one technique, I know I know what you mean. Can you give us a breakdown of you know interior alignment? There's a few different positions depending on how you run the defense, but what's a one technique for the viewers that okay I'll, more content? I'll keep it real simple for our our viewers. Mm-hmm. So a zero technique is right 
right head up over the center. One, you're on the outside straight of the center. So the higher the number gets, the further outside you are. So defensive ends are usually in anywhere from a 5, 7 to a 9. T- defensive tackles are anywhere from a 0, 1, and 3. So I was a 1 technique. I was an inside shade over the center, and I would have the, the center would snap the ball, and mo- more often than not, the center and the guard would be on me, and I, it's my job to beat two men every play. Mm. So, so not only do you have to be physically um, in shape, you need to be large, and you need to be technical, right? So that, that center is snapping his hand. His hand's coming at me. I'm swiping it. And now, now I have another hand coming at this shoulder from the guard. I'm coming back to that. Like right. My reaction needs to be so quick, and it's a tenth of a second that will make a difference between me getting a sack and me getting a pressure or me just getting blocked. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think Dion could use a little interior help. You know, I got a lot of value to add on the inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's kind of my wheelhouse. You want, wait, you want, to, but, lace, uh, you want to lace them back up or, or hold the clipboard? So I'm I'm actually uh, getting recruited right now to play in the XFL, and I've just yeah, I've kind of been telling these guys like, hey, it's it's time. Rob Windsor is a vet. Uh, is a vet. He's not taking the field anymore. <laughs> um. So so that's it. That I, I mean, you, you we always have the urge, yeah, right? Right, right. I come out. I come out. I'm on the sidelines at Beaver Stadium. I'm like, man, like I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm like, I, you know, JJ Vanderberg. I'm like, hey, hey, come in the locker room. Let me get the pads, man. <laughs> Yeah. And you told me you told me you spent uh, some time with the squad this past season, you know, going up to week one training camp. So, you know, some of these guys and I'm sure you probably, you know, heard some of the, the chatter about the interior D line. The guys were slightly smaller in stature compared to maybe yourself and some of the guys you play with what Penn State may be used to in the interior. But they've showed out, man. I I said, mm-hmm. you know, I love the quickness. They use what they have to their uh, you know benefit. Like I said, you are maybe a larger guy, long arms. Um, but what's the, mm-hmm. what, what would you kind of say? What do you look forward to watching? You got Devon Elliott coming back, beaming. These guys are explosive out of their stances. What, what have you seen from those guys and hope to continue to see? Well, they've showed what they've showed us what we can do this season. I'm expecting them to build on that and take really, really like when you're at that point. It's it's your fifth year, sixth year, senior. You've You've, you kind of know what you can do athletically. Yeah. And now it's, what what can I do to take my craft to the next level? What what, what can I do to make my reaction quicker? What, what are the things that we're going to do there? And then I'm from the young guys, I'm looking for them to show their athletic ability and to prove what they can do as an athlete. And then how quickly can they develop their craft? Because right. that's what it comes down to as a D lineman. You have your athletic ability, and then you have your craft. How, how, how are you, how do those match up? Right. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. And I think, I think we're going to see a lot of good things out of some young players this year. That's what I'm looking forward yeah, to. I love to see that. I mean, I was there, like I said, I'm slightly older than you. I was there when you came in and I love your story because it's a real story of a guy who didn't come in straight out of high school and just got on the field and made it happen. Right. You grinded away, as you say, perfected their craft and gained the trust of the coaches to be out there and become a yeah. A leader on that D-line, right? What, what's the yeah. advice you can give to some of these young guys, either coming in, you know, fresh out of high school, into the college atmosphere, you know, the big-time football, mm. and, you know, to the young guys on the squad that are looking to break into that rotation? The best thing I could say is understand your role mm. and uh, and embrace it, but also always be pushing for more. At the same time, never so understand your role, embrace it, do the best you can at your role, but always be pushing for more. And just because this is your role, 
doesn't mean you can't perform outside of your role. Mm. And that's one thing I always did. Like they said, Hey Rob, this is your job. This is what's expected of you. I never stopped there. And my brain is, was always working. What else can I do to be a playmaker? How else can I affect this play? Not just, can I do my job really great? Yes. One, yes. One, do my job really great. Now two, how can I impact this play even further? And then, and then another piece of advice I'd love to give to every athlete is embrace the brotherhood. It's the most special thing in the world. And I'm sure you can, you feel this way, but there's nothing like it. I will always miss it. And I will always want more of it. I actually spend a lot of my time traveling now, seeing my teammates mm-hmm. and that bond is strong as ever. So enjoy the time with your teammates because it's not going to last forever. Amen to that, man. I know we had always mm. laugh because we know we were sitting in those chairs in the meeting room. You have oh, the OGs come Nick in. Nick Scott came up there dancing. <laughs> like, come on, man. Little Mark, Saquon, <laughs> Mike Kosicki doing whatever he – the gritty. Yeah, he, it looks oh, just yeah. as bad as it did five years ago. It looks just as bad. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. No, I support it. I'm in full support. <laughs> I, I, I love Mike, but yeah, man, give us, give us, what, what are some, I'll give you this. What's one top memory on the field as a football player at Penn State? And then when you're done, I'll ask hmm. your top memory just as a Penn State, you know, student on campus life off the field. Top memory, top memory. It's obviously, obviously being Ohio State. Mm. Obviously, like, and honestly, you know what? Let me say this. It was before we even won the game. Coming out of that tunnel and that whiteout game in 2016, that was my first season I knew I was playing big-time snaps. Mm-hmm. And just that crowd roaring and the fireworks going off. Every single hair on my body stood up. I'm like, it's time to go to war with my brothers. Yeah. So that was incredible. And then just getting the way it played out mm-hmm. with the field goal block and then the student storm in the field. There's um, that was better than the big 10 championship to me. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I, and I know you balled out in that big 10 championship game. Yeah. And both those games were, were crazy, magical college football at its finest for sure. Uh, right, I got a question for you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Give me, give me top memory off the field. Uh, okay. Top memory. Keep it, keep it, keep it PG, but top oh. memory off the field. Uh, no, no, I'm gonna. It's gonna be very. It's gonna be very vague because, like, it's gonna go back to what I said before. It's just my time with my brothers. It didn't matter whether I was sitting on the bus mm-hmm. throwing popcorn at, at, at my friend that was sleeping, or if we were just sitting in the hot tub just talking about mm-hmm. you know our dreams and ambitions. It's just that that time, any time with my brother was so special, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I'm always trying to get more of it. Hundred percent. All right, all right. Here's my question for you. What was it like being an old head to Rob Windsor? <laughs> old head to Rob Windsor. That's a good question. Like I said, man, it's – I mean, I was, you know, a little bit more mature for my age. So I really, you know, laid into the whole captain, leader role. I really wanted the best for everyone. And you weren't excluded. Like I said, you know, there's no secret. You didn't come in fresh out of high school ready to go, right? So yeah. I think just being a part of – you know, a team and getting your mind right and seeing it really blossom into the player that you were was like, Mm. was everything for me, you know, because, you know, as we get older, we know people, you know, they need a chance or two. And because the potential Mm. is there and you had all the potential in the world and you put it together and being an old head to that was, was fun to see. And obviously you were flying around on the field, man. Like I said, 
Hey, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. I mean, you're a dog out there. Like you, said, you earned the trust of the coaches, your teammates. Get out there, and like you said, it's war, man. You need to. You need blind. You need warriors. Faith, blind faith and warriors to go out there and battle. So anyone I laid down, you know, and battled with was uh was a friend of me. So that's that's being an old head to, to Rob Windsor. I, pr- I appreciate that, man. That that hit me deep. <laughs> and even still, man, like I said, we're still, you know, we talk about being in a hot tub, talking about dreams. And, you know, I love you guys. Now the college ball is over, pro ball is over. You know, continue to find the next passion and moving forward because that's what life's about. And I think Penn State prepared. And, and, and here's another thing I want to leave everybody with, especially players, is, you know, make as many positive relationships as you can because – you know, us us athletes, we we know how to, this. What you're going through right now in college, a lot of no one else is going through the, yeah. the adversity, the hard work, the pressure, and then it just makes you so much more successful with whatever you do outside of football. And I've even found myself in a situation now where I'm working with my teammates and we're attacking business the same way we attack football. And the fact that I got a warrior to my right and a warrior to my left, no one can outcompete my team. Mm. That's strong, man. That Penn State bond mm-hmm. runs through and yeah, through. Man. So through and through. And, and, you know, they, they they preach a lot of you know network and um, you know the uh, Penn State brand continues and the, everything like that. But it's true, man. It's very true. No matter where you go, you put on a Penn State logo hat or shirt, somebody will stop you. We are. Yes. You know what I mean. And it's a beautiful sight. Beautiful cipher. Sure. It doesn't matter if I'm in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, or I'm in Hawaii. I, I get it everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, man. Me and Hack and I appreciate you, man. Once again, yeah, we'll, we'll run this back for sure. We got a lot of time, especially, you know, you're getting up there to Penn State, so we got to tap in with you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, speaking of brotherhood, I'm flying out this weekend to San Francisco to go support my boy, Kevin Gibbons. Hey, KG, that's my dog. Hey, you want to hear something funny? So, 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 Coach Spence might be mad at me for saying this, but it's okay because me, 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 and him are boys. So, me and KG were at that level, right? We were both dogs. Like, we both were NFL. Like, he's obviously still in the NFL. I got drafted. Coach Spence would be calling the twists, mm-hmm. and me and Kevin had such a good feel for it. Like, we would look at each other and we'd be like, Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah. We're like, and we'd start calling our own twists. Yeah, <laughs> hey, oh, man, I, I tell, I told some young guys that too, and it's, it's not yeah. to go against the coaching, but no, you gotta build that connection and that trust to where sometimes. You got to do what you got to do mm. to make that play. Kabinda and I had many moments mm. like that. I'm like, yo, whether it's a hand yeah. signal or yo. whatever, like, yo, you got my back, I got yeah. yours, and let's just go yeah. around. Obviously, you make the play, everything's fine. If you don't, you get beat yeah. out. But that's that's what it's about, man. Coaches are there to coach. Players are there to play. And man, yeah, when you trust each other, you can you can make things like that happen. Absolutely. Hey, man, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it if you send me any yeah, send me any clips you guys added up. Where can people, where can the people find you, you know, plug anything you got going on? What's your uh, social media? Uh, find, find, find me on uh, Instagram. Uh, I'm most active on Instagram. I'm working on getting my TikTok going, but Robert Windsor 54. That is my, my, uh, that's my tag. Simple. Once again, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I appreciate um, it, man. Appreciate you. We'll tap you. Obviously, you see, you see where 54 comes from. Hey, 54 for life, baby. <laughs> you guys. Let's go. <laughs> All right, man. Peace. Thank you, brother. That was our guy, Rob Windsor, big Wisconsin. Always <laughs> love hearing big him cheese. Up. Big cheese. Um, Guy's a character, man. A lot of stories. 
A lot uh, of stuff. Proud, proud of him, though. Proud of him, to say the least. Yeah, he's doing a great job, um, top to bottom. I love, I love how he's how he's attacked life outside of football. It's yeah. hard to see attacked life with football. So happy to call him one of ours. But that was Rob Windsor. Um, we're going to continue this series. Uh, we'll drop a mailbag for you guys. We're going to go to the other side of the ball in the trenches with the offensive line next week. Um, and that's all we got for the pocket this week. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Uh, B, final thoughts here. I'm going to, I'm going to tee this up. What do you got from a grade perspective overall with these guys? If you were to put a, if you were to put a grade, a grade on these, on this. Group, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, what I'm all, I, I always want more, and I know that. I'll try not to let that, you know, despair my grade. But, I mean, hey, we had the number one um, top defense, so you got to give them credit where credit's due. I'll give them, I'll give them an A-. minus. I'll give yeah. them an A-. Um, definitely things still to clean up. I mean, you talked about it. Playing so fast, at least this past season, there was times with some gap accountability. Some of that's on the linebackers, too. Um, yeah. But I think A minus. I mean, shoot, they got after it, as you said. They did to the national championship offense that a lot of teams couldn't do. And obviously, it doesn't really mean much when we come up short. But uh, they still played their tails off. And I, I give A minus because there's still room to grow. You know, let's make that you know A plus plus this upcoming season. I don't care who's out there. That's what we need, Dion, to get these guys ready. And um, yeah, I'll go with that. I think that's. I'm right there with you. I, I'm going to go B plus just because I think it was a, a sliding scale. I thought earlier in the year I would have given them a little bit less, um, but you know, here towards the latter half of the year, like I said, they they really earned my they they earned my props, and that that grade continued to 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 skyrocket. So yeah. I give them a B plus, and I'm kind of on board with you. I'm excited about what they got this year. Reloading a little bit, but. There's still a lot to be excited for as Penn State fans. So opportunity, baby. I just want to see some guys grasp some grab it by the horns, as we say, man, take over. Be that next guy. You know, Adisa Isaac, you know, wasn't a name until he made himself a name, you know, and that's how it goes. Chop kinda had some stain coming over for, as a transfer, but you know, yep. until you really go out there and prove it in the blue and white, you know, you're just you're just I won't say you're just a guy, but I th- everyone wants to be a guy, you know, that DN, once again, I say it all the time, that gets your name on the on the national TV impact player thing. You want to be that type of player. So I want to see one of these guys develop into that. And just, just like your position group up there, a lot of history yeah. on yeah. the D line um, <laughs> over the course of our, over the course of our storied rich tradition. So um, definitely, definitely a lot of big shoes to fill and a lot of ghosts headed down that all-American hallway. (laughs) Um, With that being said, uh, we appreciate you guys. As always, make sure you're tuning in. Uh, You can follow us on all our socials, State Media PSU, um, Instagram, X. You can follow Brie Bell and myself on our personal accounts as we're pumping out some content. Definitely going to continue to uptick that throughout this offseason. But we appreciate the support and the listens as always, and we're looking forward to continuing to bring you guys some of the best stuff and uh, surrounding Penn State football. Um, here for years to come. So appreciate it as always. And uh, this is Christian Hagenberg with Brandon Bell, and we are out. Peace.